Welcome to The Cosmic Calling, a podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs and creative souls on a mission to align their life and career with the cosmos. I'm Natalie Wallstein, career astrologer at Soulshine Astrology, and I hope you're ready to unlock your cosmic calling. Hello, my friends. Hope you've had a great week. It has been raining here nonstop and calling me inward to focus on what I need for myself to feel inspired so that I can inspire others. And that inspired me (laughs) to create this episode. In this episode, I want to talk about what each of the zodiac signs need to give themselves to be able to live in their magic and share their light, their talents, their greatest skills with everybody else. When we look at an astrology chart, we can not only see what each of us is here to contribute to the world according to our special skills and talents, what we're the best at, but our astrology charts also show us what we need to feel our best. In other words, the energy that we give to others, we first have to give to ourselves so that we have enough of it to share. It's the classic self-care talk. I won't even bring up the cliches we've all heard about cups and airplane masks, but I know you know it's true that if you don't have enough energy and you're not really at your best, your work suffers and it's not as high quality. It doesn't have as much heart in it. So let's go through each of the zodiac signs so you can better understand what you need to be giving to yourself before you can give of yourself to others, whether it's part of your work, your career, your soul's calling, or just something you naturally exude to anybody around you. We can't really help being the energy that we are, and we can't always help the fact that we do affect everyone around us, but we can control what we give to ourselves to be able to share our energy in the most purest form, to the highest vibration, and to the best of our ability. Starting with Aries, Aries' job is to motivate other people. They are the pioneer of the zodiac, which means they're often starting new things. And bringing a sense of freshness and vitality to what they do. However, in order for an Aries to motivate other people, you guessed it, they've got to be motivated themselves. That means not starting projects that you're not really passionate about or that you're just doing because other people might want you to. Aries need to cultivate that sense of motivation in themselves before they can go out and do their best work for others. How do you get motivated? Well, that might be different for each of us, but for Aries, it could be exercise. It could be eating healthy foods. It could be working on a new business venture or simply doing your own thing that's different from the rest of the crowd. 
Moving on to Taurus. Taurus's job is to help other people around them feel calm and stable as well. But Taurus can't fully exude the energy of calmness to the people around them, whether it's clients, customers, or just any person on the street, unless they are feeling calm themselves. So Taurus needs to surround themselves with low stress, not putting themselves in situations where they need to be rushed and where they can really take their time to feel into things, to feel into how they want to feel. When we're calm, we move slower. We pay more attention to our breath and how we feel in our bodies. And so Taurus needs to give themselves that feeling of calm before they can give it to other people. Now, as I'm going through these words, you might be thinking, well, I can still give that energy to other people, even if I don't have it fully for myself. And yeah, maybe you can still give it, but your batteries are going to run out really quickly. For example, with Taurus, if you're the one who's always supporting everyone and being their rock, at a certain point, you're going to crumble if you aren't being your own rock. So what we're really aiming for here is balance and also going in the right order. So you're starting your day giving yourself these things, these energies that you need and these energies that you are and turning up the brightness on them for yourself before you start running around helping everybody else with it. Even if you're naturally good at it, you still need to refill your reserves. For Gemini, they are the messenger sign. Gemini is here to share messages that help make other people's lives more interesting, more efficient, or even just easier through the ideas and concepts they share. But for a Gemini to be able to share interesting information with other people, they need to be connected to interesting information that they are enjoying consuming themselves. Whether it's listening to podcasts or reading books or playing a game, solving puzzles, Gemini's minds need to feel mentally stimulated by something. They need to be connected to the news and information that's going on around them to be able to then distill that information and share with other people. In other words, how can you write a blog post or share a podcast episode or write a book even if you're not consuming information in those ways that's interesting to you? So starting your day as a Gemini, reading or learning something is going to give you more content to share, of course, but also more energy to share. Moving on to Cancer. One of the energies that cancer brings to other people is this feeling of comfort, whether it's through safety or protection or that warm feeling that cancers often give to other people. It all kind of gets wrapped up in this feeling of comfort. But for a cancer to give other people comfort and not burn out, they need to give that feeling of comfort to themselves first. And you may not be able to come up with your four-year plan in an instant, but you can wear comfy clothing, start your day 
with some calming music, a nice meal, a warm beverage, and a little me time. It doesn't have to be so complicated to give yourself what you need, but it is so important that you prioritize what fuels up your sign first thing, because eventually you're going to be running on low and empty And you might have to completely stop giving and sharing and showing up if you're not showing up for yourself. Leo energy is here to help bring out the best in other people and help them shine. But Leo can't fully show up to help people in that way unless they are letting themselves shine, meaning letting their talents come forth and be seen, tooting their own horn recognizing what's great about them, and sharing it with other people. You can't just go around cheering everybody else on while your own passion projects and art projects and whatever other hobbies, skills, and talents you have are hidden away. So you've got to let yourself be seen for who you really are before you can really truly help other people tap into the essence of what makes them their best. Quick story, I used to go see a naturopath every few weeks, and she told me she's a triple Leo. (laughs) So I knew that why she was doing the work she was doing was to bring out the best in other people. However, most of the people she sees are sick. I actually feel like naturopathy is like a Virgo field. So on the side of her practice, she was also writing books and giving talks but she hadn't been doing that as much lately. And I could tell one day when I met with her, she just wasn't really up to what she was doing that day. So I asked her, do you ever take a vacation? (laughs) Luckily, by the next time I saw her again, she had taken a vacation and she was back to her bright, normal self. But that's a really good example of how focusing way too much of our attention on helping other people with our energy can totally zap ours away. And other people can totally tell if we're not contributing to that fund, that energetic bank account where we have what we need first. Moving on to Virgo, Virgo's job is to help purify, organize, and serve other people in practical ways that help them cut out what is not working. This is a very broad statement because there's so many different ways you can do that. But what it comes down to is Virgo needs to be supporting their own physical daily needs first, whether it's taking care of your body or being really organized yourself. Or if you are a healer, your healing is your number one priority. And then everyone else's is like number two or more priority. Sometimes I find it's way more fun to solve other people's problems than it is to solve your own. Like it's so easy to tell somebody else, oh, just do this. It's no big deal. But when it comes to your own problems, it doesn't always feel that easy. That means we actually need to put more focus on ourselves so that we're putting the time and energy into doing what we need to do for ourselves, taking care of our health making sure we have clean clothes to wear, a fridge stocked with food, healthy recipes we know how to make. And we're feeling good in our bodies before we go around helping other people feel good in theirs. 
Then there's Libra, the sign of harmony and balance and fairness. I know you already know what I'm going to say, but for Libra to bring harmony to other people, they need to feel harmonious within themselves. I like to think of Libra as helping people bring alignment to their inner and outer worlds. In other words, if you're feeling and thinking something on the inside, you're also living and behaving according to that on the outside and vice versa. So instead of being this social butterfly who makes everybody feel good, you're taking the time to make yourself feel good by surrounding yourself with beauty, taking time to dress up for yourself, and also to put yourself around people who build you up instead of you always going out of your way to build other people up. In other words, making sure you have good friends who give to you and you're not just the friend who gives to everybody around you. And I realize finding those friendships, it can take time, but you get to choose how you spend your time and your attention on the people who truly matter to you and also who reciprocate. Then there's Scorpio. Scorpio is all about transformation, evolution, the phoenix rising from the ashes, right? And one of the things Scorpio is amazing at is helping other people or even materials transform from one state of being to another. This alchemical process that Scorpio facilitates in other people and things is something they need to be doing for themselves first. So waking up in the morning and taking that time to focus on your own transformation. How do you want to grow? What are the sticky spots in your life that you want to change? What are the fears that you want to overcome? Scorpio always craves changing and evolving. And so if they're not giving that to themselves, eventually they're going to run out of steam in doing that for other people, or they're going to get angry and frustrated and lash out. We start to get resentful when we're giving the best of ourselves to everybody else and everything else and not keeping any of it for ourselves. If you think of yourself as this shining sun radiating energy out to other people, you're at the core of it. And so that energy first needs to permeate through you for you to be able to share it fully. Next up, Sagittarius. Sagittarius loves to explore new things, to go on adventures, to learn about what fascinates them and bring it back to share with others. But the only way that Sagittarius can truly share fascinating discoveries with other people is if they are taking the time to discover them for themselves first. A lot of Sagittarians end up being guides. They guide people through experiences and expansions they have already had to widen other people's horizons of what is possible. But for that to continue happening, Sagittarius can't keep regurgitating the same information and ideas. They need to continue to expand their own learning. So it's best for a Sagittarius if you only choose to help people with ideas and information that you personally want to know more about. For example, I am a Sagittarius rising. 
And it is my job to share about the things that are fascinating to me. But if I keep talking about the same subjects over and over again, I'm going to get bored. I'm going to be flat about my delivery and I'm going to burn out. So whether it's a part of my job or it's on the side of my job, I have to always be learning new and interesting things. The thing with Sagittarius is once they master something, they get bored of it. So you want to choose a field where you could never get bored of the topic because it's never ending. And if you do get bored, you have to give yourself permission to move on. Now, this doesn't mean you have to change careers every five years, but it does mean every morning or every night, you need to be diving into courses and books that fascinate you, that you're curious about, and let yourself explore that. Then there is Capricorn. Capricorn's job, and one that they're very good at, is bringing structure to other people and to systems and programs and processes. So of course, for Capricorn to be able to operate at their highest level, they need to have structure and systems in their own life that challenge them to grow, to be disciplined, and to progress. Even planning your self-care time so that you're regularly going to yoga classes, you're regularly meditating, or you're regularly challenging yourself to become a better version of yourself in some way that resonates most with you and requires discipline to support yourself in that way. I think a lot of times Capricorn tends to want to plan so many things out for business and then whatever's left of them, they'll use for self-care. So we want to flip this around so that that ability to structure goals is applied to yourself first and foremost, creating rituals that bring discipline to the process of taking care of yourself. It's going to help you do so much better work for other people. Then when you show up to work, you're showing up as someone who feels very fulfilled because you've categorically made sure you met your own needs in your master plan for world domination. You're putting yourself first. You're taking care of your number one asset, which is you, not pretending that you have it all together because Capricorn can sometimes posture to make themselves look like they have it all together, even though they don't, but actually starting from the core and the inside of yourself to notice what you need and give it to yourself. Maybe that means you start work later in the day if that's possible, or you spend your Saturdays working full-time for yourself to give you what you need. Aquarius is the change maker. They like to shake up the status quo, do things in a different way than everybody else, break the rules, and innovate. But for Aquarius to be able to help move society forward into the future in a better, more progressive way, they have to be in tune with the causes that are important to them. Whether it's balancing your own energy before you go out and use energy healing modalities on other people, or being up on the news of what's really going on for the causes you care about. Becoming an activist for your own cause before you go out fighting for the cause of other people. 
And one of the things Aquarius does really well is helps other people question their beliefs. So they need to be questioning their own beliefs and where they've gotten too rigid in their own thinking. I'm not necessarily saying you should start your day studying conspiracy theories, although maybe that's part of it. But I am saying you need to use your cutting edge wisdom and knowledge for your own benefit to innovate within your own life and not just spend your days helping your community and other people around you get on board with the cutting edge. For there to be a cutting edge, there needs to be research done. You need to be allowed to zoom ahead further than everybody else to see the vision. So spending your time researching, for example, is how you allow yourself to stay on that cutting edge. And researching specifically the subjects that are really interesting to you, that you feel would change the world, that you feel excited about. You know what I'm saying? Finally, we've reached Pisces. And Pisces' job is to inspire others to believe in themselves and the magic of the universe. But how can you inspire other people if you don't feel inspired yourself? It's not going to feel authentic. If you're in a grumpy mood, how in the world are you going to inspire somebody else? To get inspired, Pisces need to let themselves daydream and wander. Some of the things that inspire me are colors, obscure films, fiction books, painting, learning about spirituality, whether it's past lives or hypnosis, star seeds, angels, aliens. (laughs) But I also have my Mercury in Aquarius. Anyways, the point is you have to find what inspires you and fill yourself up with that energy on a consistent basis to be able to continue to inspire other people as a Pisces. In other words, if there is a vision you want to spread to other people, like for example, I love helping people believe in themselves because that's a Pisces job and I'm a Pisces if I didn't mention that (laughs) or if you didn't know. But to be able to keep doing that and showing up with the full brilliance of my energy. I have to believe in my own damn dreams. (laughs) I have to be inspired by my future. I have to romance my own life and feel lit up by my own ideas that I have for myself in order to continue bringing that inspiration to others. And Pisces can sometimes be a martyr where they'll just do things for other people, even if it's not convenient for them, but you're going to run out of energy. And now that we've talked about all of the zodiac signs, I'm pretty sure you're getting a really good picture of the point of all of this. We've got to normalize not burning out, not overgiving, not leaving ourselves with the scraps that are left over afterward from a day of running around and helping other people. It's beautiful to want to help other people, but we're all here for our own spiritual growth and evolution. That's something I love to tell clients I work with who are just like overworking way too much and not giving themselves what they need. I love to say, you can be like, I'm going to do this for myself. And if I feel like it, I'll help you guys later. (laughs) 
It sounds a bit pompous and selfish even, but that's exactly the mentality we need to have to show up as our best and brightest selves and do our best work. Like why even show up to work if you're going to do it half-assed? And I don't mean showing up to work for someone else at a job you hate. I'm talking about doing your soul work, the work that you were born on this earth to do that lights you up. Doing that work when you're not lit up, it's a waste of time, not to mention your own energy. So now that I'm pretty sure I very clearly made my point, that is all I will leave you with for today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you took some notes, even if it's just a mental note, on what you need to give to yourself more often in order to give to others in the cleanest, most pure, and most sustaining way. I will be back next Friday for an episode on what I find to be the ultimate form of self-care. So stay tuned. In the meantime, you can find complete episode show notes for this episode at soulshineastrology.com slash episode 126. For more information on how to use astrology to find your cosmic calling and sign up for astrology email updates, check out soulshineastrology.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review for The Cosmic Calling to help other cool people like us find the show. The Cosmic Calling community is a gathering place for listeners of the show to connect more deeply with fellow like-minded spiritual seekers. Join us for astrology classes, monthly forecasts, cosmic planning tools, plus bonus features for these podcast episodes by going to soulshineastrology.com community.